NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It's Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. It's dry dean week around here. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that as well as we are getting set for the big dry dean double here with Motor Racing Network on uh, from the Monster Mile. But uh, a lot of sprint car racing as well. And speaking of Dryden, the Dryden driver is the point leader in the world of outlaws with Logan Schuart. How about that? I know. It's really neat. I saw some stat about like the, the first team not owned by a former NASCAR driver or current NASCAR driver to lead the points, and it's been a long time. Long time. Yeah, yeah it is. It's really, really cool. She's Aaron Everham. I'm Steve Post. We are going to chat with, let's see, David Gravel and J.J. Hickle, um, Hickle and uh, just some great stuff. Good, good stuff. J.J. won the ASCS, uh, ASCS uh, Sprint Week. So good, fun stuff. Um, Aaron, I consider it a successful week away from Knoxville when I did not block any of my friends. <laughs> I mean, that's really I what either. I consider I success. Didn't. I didn't. Now, Ross Weiss, with the food pictures. Oh, the corn And the corn dip. and everything like that. He came this close. I've got my fingers real close together yeah. here. For those of you listening, he came this close to getting blocked with all of the the cattlemen stand and everything else. But everyone else was on their best behavior. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. You know, I think leading up to it, I was really sad. I saw people getting ready, the momentum. Yep. But when I saw the actual races, watched them all on Dirt Vision, enjoyed it. But I feel like even if you're there and some of the people I talked to, it wasn't quite yep. the Nationals. So I enjoyed them on Dirt Vision. But I have to say this, too. This is totally getting off the rails like you do. Watching Dirt Vision from the, or watching the not Nationals from your bed is not ideal. Like, I doze off oh oh gosh i you know like yeah, when you're yeah. at the track the excitement the smell the sounds you're yeah. there dirt vision is awesome i'm so thankful for them this year especially sure but it's a little harder to stay awake when you're watching on the couch or in bed yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what i found with it i've become addicted to uh dirt vision and flow racing yep. and last week it was racing boys with that i mean yeah. i tuned in 
And I'm laying there in bed doing the head bob. And it's like, oh, my God, this is just, you know. And then it's like, um, okay, uh, you know, and what time do I have to get up in the morning? Okay, so that's seven hours. Okay, I really need to pull the trigger on going to sleep. But what's going on? I had one night. I had one night. This is, again, off. I had one night with Flow Racing where I'm just laying there. And I started watching the A-Main at Lincoln. And I ended up at 2 in the morning or 1 in the morning in Maryville, California, watching a 360 <laughs> race. I mean, we are so fortunate yes. with it. But you're right. Getting back to Knoxville, it's just, it's just wow. I'm watching it following along. And I was in uh, Daytona where we, had, we were just very, very busy down there with the NASCAR stuff. And, and I set up bedtime. And yeah. I just I'll watch the highlights in the morning. And, and every night I didn't get to see, stay up and watch the race just yeah. because I'm – um, one of the other things in Daytona, I like to get up and run on the beach. I like to give myself an hour to go in the morning yeah. and a little bit earlier. So I just put a deadline, and we didn't catch it, and I missed yeah. it. And so I forced myself on Saturday night. I'm like, yeah. I'm not missing this, but I, I might have dozed out. There you Thursday go. Night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's get it to it, right to it. Our classic screen printing, uh, screen printing and embroidery hot topics. Knoxville, the one and only, the Capitani Classic. Uh, I don't really think when we look at the winners or really anybody the top finisher, no real shockers here uh, mm-hmm. as far as the top finishers go. Um, Thursday night, Kyle Larson over Logan Schuart and Aaron Reitzel. Friday night, David Gravel over Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet. All drivers you expect up front. Saturday, Kyle Larson, $50,000. David Gravel, $25,000. Logan, $12,500. No shockers there. Um, Larson has seven starts at Knoxville with five wins. <laughs> A second on Friday night. And his first night there, he really struggled. He finished tenth with the World of Outlaws back back in June or whenever we went there for the first Unacceptable. time. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Exactly. Yeah. He ought to just go run late models or something. <laughs> oh, oh wait a minute. Well, oh. we'll get to that later on too. Uh, now, what was shocking? Okay, mm. was uh, one of the combatants that started his night in the C main, Donnie Schatz, seventeenth, uh, seventeenth in the C main too. Yeah. When you're seventeenth in the C main, you've not had a good night. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, but when you're Donnie Schatz, you can go from 17th to the win in the C main, and then from 18th to 4th in the B main, and from 24th to 12th in the A main with a hard charge. It was fun to watch that. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. That was wild. It was. I mean, it's just, it's it's, it's very rare these days where we get the old Doug Wolf gang run the alphabet. Yeah. And and, uh, and and I'll go back. We had we had the indoor race at Trenton where we had a guy come from the E main to win the thing. Yeah. I mean, and it's just once it gets rocking and rolling, it's fun. It's like every car passed, every car. Yeah. You know, Donnie's racing for that fourth final transfer spot. Did, in the did you see that? Yeah, that was cool. That. I mean, if that I, caution didn't come out. Yeah, absolutely. So every break, yep. you live it. And with Donnie, you live and die by it because some people are just like, let's go, let's go. And other people are like, we don't want him in the A-Main. Yeah. You know, and so some people, so that caution goes out. Half the people are like, oh, no, because you know what's coming. Yep. Uh, the caution doesn't come out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's fascinating. What a run right. by shots. And um, and, and, and face it, it's, it's, they're, they're still working through some things with the team and, and trying to get yeah. that thing rolling. But, boy, when they get it tuned up, man. Yeah, and it was neat because they said that, you know, if he just pulled in off the sea, he could have used a provisional. But instead of doing that, he did That's it the true. right way and saved himself a provisional throughout yep. the year. Absolutely. So great, great stuff. A lot of entertainment, a lot of drama, a lot of excitement. And, and, and it boils down to this. You have got half of the sprint, and it's not half. I don't know what the percentages are, but you've got a portion of the sprint car crowd saying, wasn't that the most incredible thing watching Donnie Schatz go from the C to the A? And then you've got the other half saying, how about Larson lapping Donnie Schatz? 
And it's like, folks, I, I mean, we, we, you know, by the way, that Donnie Schatz that is on Mount Rushmore of sprint car racing, so yeah. let's not, uh, and, and you never know, they, who knows, halfway through the B main, they might have discovered something mm-hmm. that just might come back to haunt everybody for the rest of the year, too. You're right. I mean, so, because they're that good. Yeah. That's the reality of it, you know. In the reality of any person throughout their career, there's going to be years that you're off. Yeah, absolutely. But. If you're someone like Donnie and you've won 10 championships, yeah, it's not yeah. going to last long. They're going to North Dakota this week, and yeah. it could be like, oh, boy, here we go. Here yeah. we go. We get to this time of year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, and, 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 it, and, and it certainly made for some entertainment mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, I, I've shared this when they announced it, and now that we're sitting here in hindsight, the ASCS Sprint Speed Week was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I watched uh, a bunch of them early last week on Racing Boys. Uh, J.J. Hickel started it off early with the win at Lakeside on Tuesday night. I watched that one, and he never looked back as far as the championship yeah. goes. Very consistent. We're going to talk to J.J. We've, we've never talked to him on the show. A mm-hmm. um, little family team from California that drove it over the Rocky Mountains <laughs> down into... And did all right. Yeah, raced Knoxville <laughs> and Oskaloosa, and, and, and uh, uh, they ran 34 races, yeah. I think. Yep, and, then, the... and, then, and then, boom, then they just go on to this thing. Uh, but uh, John Carney the second, Seth Bergman, Blake Hahn won two, and Colton Heath uh, won the final one. Um, JJ gets $3,000 from Smiley Racing Products. But Aaron, 91 drivers participated in this thing. The first few nights, it was, it was 38, 37, 38, or 37, 36, 36. Really, really strong. Uh, again, it's a weird year. Okay, and kudos to Emmett and uh, to to everybody there. Terry Maddox is the one that put the ladies together. Kudos to everyone. And we're going to talk to J.J. Hickel. I think it's really, really cool what they did for sure. Uh, Lernerville, A.J. Flick, don't look now, three in a row for Complete Chaos. That's his uh, Twitter name, Complete Chaos. Uh, A.J. Flick. And uh, talk about getting rocking and rolling. We mm-hmm. talked to this guy last week, and he's you could start to sense a little vibe. Um, Brent Marks, he was on the show. He won at Port last week. Um, he picked up the win on uh, Friday night at Williams Grove, took it off from Brian Monteith. And so uh, that's packing a lunch right there. Yeah. So um, good stuff. And, and we're in this weird time of the year where the Knoxville's over. And it's kind of like, um, and, and this year's even weirder because there's no guarantee one more race is going to happen, let alone, I mean, I, I, and we're all rolling our eyes, but we, do, we just don't know what's going to happen with us. So every race is a, every race is a blessing, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, all of the ones scheduled for the rest of the year happen. We got some great big events coming up. Yeah. So we'll see see what happens with it. So there you have it. Your classic ink screen printing and embroidery hot topics. You can find out more at www.classicinkusa. They offer full custom driver apparel and crew wear options. Full service embroidery department specializing in headwear and outerwear, an experienced design team, a dedicated sales department. They have it all at Classic Inc. It's not just for racing, local businesses, school districts, sports teams, you name it. Sheldon Honshield, Donnie Schatz, Danny Dietrich, David Stremley, Lethal Chassis, Tony Stewart, Brian Brand, the list goes on of people who use Classic Inc. USA. Mentioned this earlier, Flow Racing, I'm addicted to it. Okay. <laughs> and and check this out. Ocean Speedway, Watsonville, California. Oh, by the way, I know I'm digressing from what we're doing here with our dry dean. You digressing? I know. A couple weeks ago, I was watching from out in Watsonville, and they showed the cloud. They had a great video of the cloud cover coming in over that racetrack because it comes right in off the bay there. Off the ocean. Oh, my gosh, off the ocean, and and it was great. So, But anyhow, here we go. Justin Sanders, okay, or Saunders, that is, first repeat winner in the Taco Bravo Sprints at Ocean Speedway in Watsonville, California. Flow racing with Stevens Blakesley. They had the call. 
And now for the Dry Dean Deaf-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track move. Tanner Carrick got a little hung up in the berm there on the bottom, side-by-side for second. Sanders jumps inside. Oh, wow! What a move by Justin Sanders, a three-wide maneuver, and he takes the lead. What was that? That Deaf-Defying Move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Deaf, the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. And now for the Drydean death-defying move of... Pride. Passion. Performance. We are. We are. We are Team Drydean. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. It is Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. We are in the Hercules Tires studio in Concord, North Carolina. We're going to the Dry Dean Hotline, joining us fresh off from a solid weekend in Knoxville, including a win on Friday night, second place run in the big one, is David Gravel. Hello, David. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Thank you guys for having me. How are you doing? I am doing well, doing really well. Um, Knoxville, it looked like you were pretty good. You got a second place run on Saturday night, got the win on Friday night. Um, kind of kind of assess your uh, your weekend out there in Iowa. Uh, yeah, I think it went pretty well. The first night we had a couple issues uh, working through a brand new race car and was able to uh, fix those things for night two and was really good. And then uh, Saturday night we just, started third in the the dash and uh, you know ran fifth and that kind of hurt our chances to win um you know we had a little bit of a chance to win there uh of the green white checkered and Kyle protected uh the line I was running and uh you know that was it so um you know wish I could have maybe started on the front row with them and see what I could have done but um you know second uh we'll take it and move on to this weekend David, I was going to ask you about about the dash. Um, I saw when you drew the number three out of the pill draw container, whatever you want to call it, and you looked a little disappointed, and then you just talked about losing those spots at the end of the dash. How important or how different do you think it could have been if you did start on the front row? Is there that much <clears> of a difference? I mean, Kyle was obviously really strong, but is there that much of a difference starting on the front row? Uh, you know, for sure. I, I think I challenged Logan for second place on lap 23 and I didn't get by him to like uh with or no there's 23 to go and I didn't pass him so I think there was seven to go so it took me you know two-thirds of the race just to get by him um it just shows you uh when you're racing really good guys with good cars it's just hard to get by him but you know I was disappointed being high point guy and having to draw a three and uh you know then racing the dash and really fourth is better than third a lot of times on starts and restarts so um it's definitely a disadvantage um <clears throat> Kyle probably would have been able to fight through and maybe still win the race or challenge and win the race but um for me it just took me so long to get by Logan and just kind of hurt my chances 
How how are you with that? And 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 I love where we're at with the world of outlaws. We sat here last week and we're going. You know, Gravel's good there. Donnie Shots is good there. Brad Sweet is good there. Kyle Larson is good there. David Gravel. You know, and we went down the list. And it's like, oh my gosh, you could get on a list of ten guys that are really good there. Um, is it, it? I mean, and 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 Logan, what do you you do you, you do you ever lose your cool when you're trying to get by a guy like that? How do you how do you manage yourself? And and for a seventeen lap struggle to try to pass a guy, how do you manage your emotions and in, in, in your game with that? Yeah, you know it's tough. You know, at one point you think you got him passed, and then you try to hit the bottom good and don't get off the corner real well, and the guy goes the background <laughs> on the outside. Yeah, just uh, you know these guys are really good, and they're going to make you earn every spot you're going for. So um, it's one of those things you got to stay focused and stay after it. You know, we were able to get into lap traffic and. Logan moved around and was able to slip by him. So uh, it was one of those things uh, you just got to stay persistent, focused. And, um, you know, we just let Kyle get away from us. And uh, he, he's operating really, really well. So uh, it doesn't take much. Uh, being a 30-lap race, you know, um, isn't too long of a race. So you only have so much time. And when you waste, uh, you know, th- two-thirds of the race trying to pass one guy, you're not going to have a chance to win. So, um, you know, it was good. We're we're happy. The car was really strong. Things went a couple different ways. Maybe, you know, we'd be winning the race, but uh Kyle's very good right now and you can't make any mistakes throughout the any part of the night and uh if you want to win these races. David, you are high points guy and I think you have you might have been even last year at the the real nationals, but what did you think about the points format being a little bit different, qualifying not being as uh important, maybe heat races not as important. Um, what, what were your thoughts on it? I know I saw a lot of Twitter comments about liking that qualifying wasn't such a big deal. Yeah, going into it, you know, um, I wasn't sure about it. But I think the the points format deal was uh, pretty good. Um, I think it meant so much on your A-main finish. So if you qualified bad and started fourth and, and ran good in your heat and then ran good in the A-main, I mean, you, you had a chance to be way up there in points. So um, if I had to redo it or if I had to change anything, maybe I would add a little bit more in qualifying potentially. But uh, overall, I liked it. I was a little disappointed in being high point guy and then have to draw and then have to run a dash. You know, usually the Nationals, if you're high point guy or fourth, you're starting fourth in the A-Main, you know, there's no dash. So it kind of gives you two opportunities to either improve or uh, go backwards in our sense you know we went backwards in the dash and our uh, in the dash draw and then backwards in the dash so that was uh, a big moment for us mm, good stuff great stuff that's for sure fascinating to listen to it what was the vibe like at knoxville i mean i know and you're one of those guys that really gets honed in on your race car and everything you know i don't i don't know that i've ever seen you outside bar and grill at 2 30 in the morning and stuff i know you're really focused in on your race car but what was the vibe like there this year yeah you know it wasn't the same um you know everybody you know was excited for it and, and i think it was still a good week you know just not seeing those uh fans fill the stands and you know, the midway, losing a lot of the vendors, food vendors, you know, um, yeah. sponsor vendors, you know, it, it was definitely different. Not having the, the people in the church parking lot selling T-shirts, you know, so it looked different. Um, but, you know, overall, I think it was a great effort by everybody. Uh, the payout was fairly good considering everything. Um, you know, we didn't have Wing Nation every day, so we were missing that uh, at, at the track, but. Um, we had a little spin off of that, but again, it wasn't the same. 
But, you know, it, it was good. I mean, it was a good effort for everybody. Everybody was able to sell their T-shirts on Knoxville's property. Um, we were able to race three nights instead of typically two nights. So um, it all wasn't bad. And I think uh pat on the back for the World of Outlaws and Knoxville Raceway. Okay. Now, do you talk about a little spinoff or something on Wing Nation? There was also, were, were, did I see you on a video as part of the taco eating contest? Oh, yeah, really lack of information for me there. I, I think ate lunch at like two thirty, two forty five at Rib Shack and I was on at like three fifteen. Oh. So uh I brought a knife to a gunfight and uh you know, Dominic talks a big game and Tony Bakoven kicked his butt. So Really? Uh yeah. How uh, many did big, Tony eat? We only had three, uh, but Tony won. He he ate it. he ate them all first. It was a time thing. Oh, right? it's time a time thing. thing. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I'll tell you what. Well, it's good. Postman wasn't it's, there. <laughs> see, it's good they had an amateur hour this week. Uh, so this year, so next year when they come back, I'll be. I'll have something to shoot for. So it's cool. That's oh, good. Sure. Yeah. I'll that's back fun. out last minute. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You yeah. don't even want to be in yeah. that competition. I wondered how you got into that. I'm like, like I'm, I know Tony's a really big eater, and I know Dominic's a really big eater, obviously. And I'm like, I, I don't know about David in this thing. <laughs> I mean, I know you probably probably enjoy a good meal, but uh, I don't know that you. I don't know. That you you match up there, but um, everywhere else it's really good. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, David, going back uh, previous week, I want to talk to you about your your NASCAR uh, yeah. event at Michigan. And now, during the race, I was getting some texts from your spotter Keith Barnwell, who used to be my uh, spotter way back in the day wow. and a good friend. And he was keeping me up to date. But a top ten, you must have been really happy with that result. Yeah, for sure. I think realistically. That was the best case scenario that could happen for me in my debut with no practice or qualifying. Um, never been on that racetrack in my life. Never, you know, experienced dirty air with the trucks, you know. So it was a very nerve-wracking day for me uh, starting 12th in front of a lot of really, really good guys. And, you know, I just didn't want to crash in the first lap or first corner. So uh, our goal was to be very tentative and, and very uh, go very cautious and get to the first two stages and kind of see where the last stage put us at. And we kind of ran around 23rd to 20th the whole race and was very tentative on restarts and not bump drafting like all these guys are doing and, you know, gave up a lot of positions, but was able to uh, stay in the hunt, you know, dodge a wreck and, and get four flat tires and get that fixed and had a pit road penalty um for a loose tire so we had to fight a couple things but we ended up being 18th on the last green white checkered and uh i think like about three or four guys kind of got messed up on the last lap and i passed about four guys and uh ended up 10th so um you know it was, it was really cool um you know we were just hoping for a top 20 and to finish 10th everybody was ecstatic the slide for life you went on. I was I was sitting in a I was sitting having a perch dinner in Wisconsin, ready for Road America, and I watched you slide down through the infield grass. That must have seemed like it took forever. Yeah, it, it felt like forever. And uh, <laughs> Keith said, let off the brakes, and it straightened up, and then everything was vibrating like crazy because had four flat tires, so had to limp it to pit road when pit road was closed. And you know, it, it was uh, it was interesting, but you know, pit road stuff was uh, not easy, but it went pretty smooth for me and uh, I felt like I did good in those aspects just uh the aggressiveness but that was kind of our mindset going in is to not do anything stupid so what were your overall thoughts as a driver what was your first uh NASCAR race at Michigan like was it what you expected did you love it did you uh, I don't know what what were your thoughts when you came away from obviously happy with the top 10 but your thoughts as a driver 
Yeah, you know, as a driver, I didn't really have a good feel. Uh, you're just kind of going off instincts, running in the corner and kind of see. I don't think I found the limit or the edge yet. You know, um, I tried to run the bottom one time, one and two, and it's real flat down there and got loose and sideways one time. Saved it, and that kind of scared me to, to run the bottom and ten. <laughs> but uh, just one of those things. Um, it was just weird. We we showed up there at 10 in the morning, and, and the race didn't start till 6 at night. So you're hanging out, not knowing what to do. And then it's Welcome like to the national. <laughs> yeah. Then it was the national anthem, and I had to pee after. So I went pee, and it's like, oh, you have three minutes to, before fire engines. So, you know, I was like had to scramble and rush to hop in the truck and get ready. And uh, hopefully I was good to go because I didn't have a choice. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things. Everything happened so fast. I didn't really have time to, to think if it was good or bad. And, um, you know, like I just told those guys that, you know, the crew chiefs asked me, am I loose or tight? And there's so many new things going on for me. I, I just truly didn't know. So mm-hmm. I think I kind of tuned my crew chief out uh, more than helped them throughout the race just because the lack of experience um, and giving him feedback. So just something you got to work on over time. You, um, a final question for you here. Um, you, you go into this year, you had a plan, you had a schedule, you had everything done, then COVID hits and you finally get to race a couple of weeks ago at Michigan. Do you have a plan going forward? When's your next truck race? Or is that still being worked on? What's what, what is an updated plan on that? Yeah. So it's kind of all gotten messed up and changed around just with COVID going on. We had sponsorship and funding for six races and, um, that's all kind of been pulled back. So. Right now, I possibly uh, will be in one more race this year, uh, so uh, nothing's finalized. You know, maybe I'll get more. Who knows? But it's a, it's a tough business. Um, you know, as a driver, I could just do the best I can and uh, see it all plays out. So I, I really don't have much information. I wish I did. Um, it's just been an unsettling year with, you know, planning to not run the Outlaws and and now only missing two races and how good a shape uh, the team's in points and. I'd probably be the points leader right now if I ran those two races I missed. So um, it's just been, I, I've been torn in a million directions. Um, you know, happy to say I've made my NASCAR debut and it being a top 10. So I'm just going to keep rolling with the punches and uh, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's, that's exactly it. We're all in kind of this weird world. Um, you have a, you have a buddy of our, uh, Kevin, uh, Striegel is doing your video work. Uh, his dad, Jeff, is our lead, lead, one of our lead broadcasters here. So your video work has been really, really good. And we like to see Kev Tron and Kevin do that as well. That really helped this weekend following along with you as well. He's done a nice job. So really, really fun stuff. David, I'm telling you what, we appreciate the time. Uh, we wish you the best in North Dakota this weekend. Oh, thank you guys. And yeah, trying to pump up my YouTube stuff and, if Ray Everham needs a driver for those uh, uh, cool-looking cars, let me know. I'll put oh. in a good word. There we All go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you, David. Thank you, guys. There you go. David Gravel joining us here. Yeah, you imagine there, there's so many stories, and, 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 it's, and it's racing, and it's kids going to college, and it's everything. You work so hard, you get to this point, and then COVID hits. And you're just, I, I'm, I'm dealing with it now at home. I've got a, a, a sophomore in college was looking at a first year on campus. And in North Carolina, we might not have campus. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as on campus living. Yeah. And, so, and I'm, a, I'm a kindergarten you're, you're teacher. You're a kindergarten right teacher. Yeah. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Good times. Yeah. Two days and, have gone so have gone well so far. Two there days. There we go. Well. And, uh, and 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 David had this six race plan yeah. for the truck series, and and maybe it turns into one. And then during the off season, you never know. Someone yeah. comes along with a lot of money, and you end up with no races. It's just the the nature of the beast. That is for sure. Hey, our friends at Plan B Sales. It was founded in 2010. Started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics distributor. And now, Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines, and they have a huge inventory. They have partnerships with Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and other drivers. Use promo code MRN for free shipping on orders over $20. We talked about the ASCS Sprint Week, the champion from that. J.J. Hickel, he joins us next. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Hey, Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to the checkout. It is Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. We're in the Hercules Tire Studios. I shared at the top of the show how much fun I had watching. Uh, I didn't get to watch much this weekend because I was in Daytona, but the early part of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, man, the ASCS Sprint Speed Week was fantastic. And I know that everyone at ASCS was happy with it. I know I enjoyed it. But none of us were as happy as our next guest. Joining us on the Dry Dean Hotline is the champion of the Sprint Week, J.J. Hickel joins us. Hello, J.J. Welcome into Wing Nation. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm really excited to be on the show. Man, I'll tell you what, we're excited to have you. Okay, so you're sitting in California. You guys are not racing, or you're racing a little bit, or you're doing this, you're doing that. ASCS comes up with this sprint week, new format. You're able to tie it into Knoxville and, and 34 and, and, and Oskaloosa. You decide to come across the Rockies and over and do it. Did you ever in your dreams think you'd be coming away with a championship in that? Well, you know, you, you set out. That's kind of the goal, and yep. uh, we, we kind of put our eggs in a basket and decided that's what we wanted to do, and we definitely hope to be coming back this way, but definitely, you know, pretty excited, to, pretty excited to bring the championship home. Never imagined we'd run five podiums in six nights. It was just uh, kind of a dream week. Everything, everything kind of fell our way, and we found some speed, and it was like just kept on rolling. It, like we got going in Knoxville and got in the show and then just, just kept rolling through speed week and just really had some good speed all week. It was a blast. Now, JJ, I think I read that almost all the tracks were new to you, or maybe not all, but most of them. When you get to a track, how, is there anything that you do? Do you walk it like some drivers do? Do you talk to some of the, the locals, the regulars? I mean, you, you had all these podiums, and yet you hadn't seen many of these tracks. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, you racing boys and those guys, they all do a lot of good videos, so we try and do a little bit of homework on the way there, but then you just... You just go look at the place and then uh, kind of figure out who's been there before and try and get behind a fast guy on hot laps. And you got about two or three laps to figure it out. And then after that, it's just, uh, you know, just kind of just hope that it all makes sense after that and get rolling. 
<laughs> yeah, two or three laps yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, we just had David Gravel who said he sat in the trailer in NASCAR race for six hours waiting for something mm-hmm. to happen. You get two or three laps. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of the difference between the asphalt and the dirt road. JJ, I'm, I'm not all that familiar with you guys out on or what you've done in the past. I mean, I've done some research and everything, but had you ever done anything like a speed week like that? Where you, you I mean, you probably ran Friday, Saturday, maybe a long weekend. Had you ever done anything quite aggressive as that? Uh, I mean. Six races in six days is a little bit aggressive, but we, we've done a Northwest Speed Week a few times where we race all throughout Oregon and Washington and, yep. you know, six races in eight days. And then in 2008, I actually drove for a team that came out and we ran the Knoxville Nationals as well as uh, the ASCS National Tour Speed Week. But every Speed Week I've done had had days off, you know, whereas this one we just, no matter what, three or four hours, five hours from the next track, it was just day after day. So it was uh, – it was a real reflection on our team. Like, I'm super proud of our team. Pretty small team out of California. And uh, the Warden family put a really nice car together, and we put a pretty good team together here. And we just we came out. We didn't have any parts failures or anything. And that was, that was just huge. You know, we came out prepared and uh, just, just put on a grind because it was hot and it was humid. And it was like you almost have to become nocturnal to work on your stuff in the Midwest during the <laughs> summer like that. <laughs> it is very true. JJ, your win at Lakeside, you passed Ian Madsen to take the lead. Uh, how cool was that for you, and how much of a confidence booster? Oh, man, that was huge. You know, he, he passed me early in the race, and, and I, I could tell that we had something for him, and we were able to run him back down in traffic and beat him. And it's like, you know, you get out of the car and you beat a guy like that, it's just nothing better for your confidence, for your team. Everybody believes in you, you know, and it's just uh, it's real good to do something like that because, you know, we're, we're – Really excited going into it, but then we kind of proved that we belong there right off the bat. And after that, it kind of just set the tone for the week. We were able to just keep on rolling and carry that same speed all week long. No, no, that is that is phenomenal. What a week it was, that is for sure. I, I, like I said, I enjoyed the heck out of watching it on racing, boys. Your background, okay? You're listed as a driver from Washington. You're racing for a team in California. Um, and, and you say, you you know, years ago you went to Knoxville and, and ran it and everything like that. How, how did you just, – just give us a little bit of your backstory and how you how you ended up where you're at today. Definitely, yeah. I, I started racing quarter midgets when I was five, and then uh, I was kind of too far away from any mini sprint tracks to really make anything like that happen. So then when I was 14 and 15, I started dabbling my feet in 360 sprint cars and uh, I've kind of, you know, had several different opportunities to drive for people since then and gotten to travel a little bit. but haven't really had much traveling over the last couple of years. And then I got hooked up with the warden family, Ivan and Jane out of California last year. And I was driving back and forth from Washington with my crew guy, Pat. And uh, at the end of the year, they asked if I wanted to maybe move down there and race full time for them next year. And like, before they even got done saying the sentence, I was like, yep, absolutely. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, well, don't you need to talk to your family or, you know, your work or anything? I was like, everybody in my life knows that everything I've wanted is an opportunity to go racing. And so I actually live, with them now and they moved my best friend and my main helper my my main wrench pat down with me so like i kind of have the same team that i've had at home but racing for them now and uh they just we just work really good together and you know it's just kind of worked out to where i you know i live in california with the race car now and i was able to get i'm a i'm a residential electrician by trade and i was able to get a part-time job down here that kind of works around my racing schedule and i'm just super fortunate to be able to go racing for them right now and then hopefully we can parlay this into what we're trying to do next year is just put enough put enough sponsorship and enough partnership together to be able to go on the full-time national tour is kind of the goal right now wow i'm 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 really excited with where we're at right now and if we could uh you know if we could get the right backing and stuff like 
I, I really believe we can go out on the national tour and, and be competitive. So that's that's kind of where our goal is at. We've we've been there since before the trip, but I think that we really we really proved that we could run out there on this trip. So we're gonna we're gonna go pretty hard this winter and try and try and get some partners and try and make something happen. Yeah, I'd say you you pretty much proved it this week that you you belong out there. So JJ, you relocate your whole life to California to race, and then COVID hits, and you don't get to race much at all. And, and now you get to go out to the Midwest and run a whole bunch of nights in a row. And now you're back in California. Uh, any plans to go back Midwest, or, or what? What does it look like for the remainder of the season, series or season, aside from you well, know getting I'm, everything ready for next year? I'm thinking that you know we'll, we'll hit we'll hit the California shows that are left. There's just you know there's some some 360 racing left there, just kind of weekly stuff. And then uh, we'll go back over to Great Falls, Montana for a three day show over. Uh, for a three-day show in the beginning of September. And then after that, we're kind of looking at schedules, and I'd really hope to stay out there and run maybe the, the two-day show at Houston towards the end of the month, next month, or something. But we're, we're just kind of looking at what there is to, to optimize the trip. Like when we go out, like like going to Montana for three nights of racing kind of makes sense. And then uh, if we can stay over there and then race something, race something in the Midwest over there before we come home, that would probably be kind of our last trip of the year, I would think, most likely depending on what happens in Arizona at the end of the year. But like you said, with the COVID thing, it's just like week by week kind of seeing what's out there. Yeah. Man, it is exciting. It really is. JJ, it's been a real thrill chatting with you. Um, we uh, congratulate you again on the on the win, the, the, the $3,000 Smiley's gift card and everything else that went along with it, the, uh, the, 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 the wins and the, the race win and the podium finish and everything. And uh, thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I'd like to thank uh, my race team, obviously, and uh, Tugway Motors and Helix Chassis and uh, Design It Prototype and pretty much just anybody who helps this team out and anybody who wants to get on board, we're definitely looking for more partners. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll head on down the road. There you go. J.J. Hickel joining us here on the program. Isn't that cool? It is. Man, there's a lot of excitement there. There is. I love and to it hear. should be. Yeah, I love to hear a story like that. Yeah. It just you know you you work your guts out and you and you you do things and and then you then you then you move and you get this opportunity in California and as you say the brakes get put on everything yeah. and uh and but then to just be able to go do that I watch like I said I watch a couple of nights the, the kid can race yeah. a car uh, that's there you he, can't he, just go to a bunch of new tracks and yeah, get a whole exactly. pile of podiums in that one, crew. yeah in one week yeah absolutely so neat neat stuff uh that is uh, that was not part of the ASCS national tour that was a separate deal that they did because mm-hmm. they went with all star format and everything else the ASCS national tour kicks back off September 12th at I80 Speedway in Greenwood Nebraska and then coming up on September 17th through the 19th Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland Missouri the Hockett McMillan Memorial and Aaron I am just about ready to pull the trigger uh, on that one. Here we go. Again. Yeah, I think I'm going to go out there and uh, going to go out there and hang out with my racing boys friends and everyone out there in you. Missouri coming up in mid-September. This weekend, regional racing. Southwest has two nights at Aztec Speedway in New Mexico. The Sooner Region on Friday night is in Humboldt, Kansas. The Sooner and Warrior Region two uh, team up from Manette Motor Speedway in Manette, Missouri, and Randolph County Raceway in Moberly, Missouri has a race on Sunday night. ASCS 9 Regional Tour, 6 are wing, 3 are non-wing. You can find out all you need to know at www.ascsracing.com. Oh, we got more news, more stuff coming up. Stay tuned. Wing Nation, we'll be right back. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. 
So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Great to have you back here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. You know, the F-150 Ford is America's best-selling full-size pickup for good reason. It delivers an unsurpassed combination of power, capability, and efficiency. There is not a sprint car out there that it can't push, tow, pull, or haul. The F-150 offers best-in-class payload and up to 13,200 pounds of available towing, thanks to its most advanced powertrain lineup ever including a 3.0-liter Power Stroke Turbo Diesel V6. Ford F-150 built Ford Tough. All right, did you see this? This morning, Dobmeyer's making news. First off, last week they said his recovery is at or ahead of schedule. So we're really happy. We had Mark on our podcast a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I think he told us he was going back to the doctor the next week and got a good report. So we can't wait to get old Dynamite back. I know. But they've got some sizzle in that car coming up as well. <laughs> uh, Sammy is going to drive it this weekend at River, Val- River City Speedway on Friday night, Red River Valley, and then at uh, Houston's on Labor Day weekend. How about that? If you're going to the bullpen, Sammy's not a bad place to go. Yeah, and I don't think they have too bad of a setup package at River City's either. I think they've got a really good setup. <laughs> and, and it's always fascinating. I love when these people hire Sammy because when it gets done, Okay, they're like, man, I learned a lot hanging out with yeah. him. Oh, my gosh. You talk about what he can bring. And, and, and it's not like Mark needs any help, but it's going to be good to have something yeah. like that, an, another set of eyes, another brain to kind of pick into for those races. So I love that they're doing that. I really do. We kind of teased and alluded to this, and I have nothing. Uh, Kyle Larson in a late model, he tested a late model I last night that. on Carolina Speedway. <laughs> With yeah. um, Kevin Rumley, and there's already a shirt. So there's more. No, there is. Yeah, not. there's already a, t- a tentative shirt design. So there's more to it than wow. just a test of well, Carolina Well, and if Speedway. that's a car to get into, I mean, no like, doubt. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, Kevin's cars are. Yep. But I don't now, follow much late model stuff, but I know that much. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, but there's also speculation that uh, he may be running at the um, Indianapolis Fairgrounds for the um, Silver Crown race this weekend. Interesting. Yeah, there's speculation of that. Kyle is. Uh, uh, and, and and the funding on this is coming from all the World of Outlaw teams. They've all chipped in and said, go somewhere else. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, kidding. They're all sponsoring yeah, the ride. Sponsoring them. That's like what Fred Raymer says. You need to do whatever you can do to get Kyle Larson back to back to NASCAR. You know, I mean, when he, when he was stomping him up yeah. there at Pennsylvania Speedway. Um, but I think I think um, there's there's there, there's I'd say stay tuned. There's a lot going on with Kyle Larson. Um, a lot of speculation as to what's happening with him this weekend uh, with the late model, with the future, mm-hmm. and everything else. And um, I think now that Knoxville is cleared, I think we'll start to get a little clarity with some things as we go forward. So uh, there, there is that. Okay, now check this out. I just happened to see this. Knoxville Raceway, 30 years ago today, it was the 1990 Knoxville Nationals, one of the greatest underdog beats yes. big dog stories. The big dog that's still racing, by the way. We just talked about him a second ago. Bobby Allen, Scruffy, won the Knoxville Nationals over Sammy Swindell. 
That was unreal. We did a show a couple years ago, a Wing Nation show, a couple years ago, and we were and Bobby told the story of the last few laps, yeah. just running on the bottom, and we had the video to go with it. And Craiger did a great job putting that together. And I'm telling you, what a great moment in the sport mm-hmm. when when Scruffy won one one for the working man there, absolutely, and to hold off Sammy. And, and, and in 1990, Sammy was the man that everybody booed all the time. Yep. You know, I mean, yeah. so to have Scruffy whoop him. You know, I mean, just one of the great, great now, moments. Of scruffy Christmas. owning a car that's leading the world of outlaw points. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is amazing. That really is what it's become. And and I and I bring this to tie it all together. And I started the show with it. And those of you watching, I'm I'm not wearing the traditional blue. I'm more I'm I'm dry dean red. Um, this is dry dean week here on MRN. And as we get ready for the dry dean doubleheader uh, weekend at Do- Dover's Monster Mile this weekend, you can learn more about their complete line of automotive, commercial, industrial lubricants at drydean.com. Drydean, the hardest-working brand in heavy-duty lubrication. What Drydean has done, first off, and it started with Bobby Allen, and I love the story how they ended up with Bobby yeah. Allen, because, you know, Dave Klinger's like this sales guy, marketing guy, says, we got this sprint car team owned by Bobby Allen, and Klinger's like, I used to watch some guy named Bobby Allen race. And and the whole thing, so the tie-in with it, and to see them evolve into the late model world with Scott Bloomquist yep. racing, and then into the NASCAR world with Corey LaJoy and Dover, we have got this weekend on MRN, we have got six races, okay, two on Friday, ARCA and Trucks, but then it's the Drydeen doubleheader, uh, Drydeen 200, Drydeen 311, Drydeen 200, Drydeen 311, each day an Xfinity race and a cup race, Drydeen doubleheader weekend. It's a, a busy weekend. It's a lot of laps up. at the that Monster sure. Mile. So, uh, love, uh, love the partnership we have with Dryden mm-hmm. and everyone there, and and really appreciate that. It is, it is good. It's going to be a fun, fun week. That is for sure. And with that, I think that's going to put a big old bow around it. Wing Nation Apparel is available at www.wingnation.com and on the All Star Circuit of Champions souvenir rigs. You can get it there. Follow along with us on social media, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Coming up later this week, it is Barry Jackson. We're going to just get into the mind of one of the smartest men mm-hmm. in the sport. Barry Jackson joins us on our podcast. And later on on Wing Nation TV, man, this one here, we've already recorded it. Bill Baylog, the North Pole oh, Nightmare. Night- Oh, are you kidding me? It is going to be awesome. So it is going to be great. That is for sure. We appreciate J.J. Hickle and David Gravel for joining us. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here today. Wing Nation has been brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Watch Wing Nation Saturday mornings on MAV-TV. You can also find Wing Nation on wingnation.com or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.